When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia. Movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Welcome to another edition of Melro 210, a quarantine side show of yeah. the We Hate Movies podcast, wherein we talk about Melrose Place and Beverly Hills 90210. If you look around your dank and dreary apartment and realize it's Thursday, not Monday, <laughs> mm-hmm. I wouldn't be shocked because who the fuck knows what time is anymore? Well, first, I have a schedule on us, but I do want to introduce my friends so they can talk because they have to weirdly be silent <laughs> until you are properly introduced. <laughs> All right, let me just cut uh, the mask. Uh, I'll cut the tape off of Eric Siska. Uh, Howdy, me, partner. <laughs> let me remove uh, Chris's tape. He's got, he's, his address is... Shut, 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 no, no, shut, shut up, you shut up! Ahoy, ahoy. <laughs> and, uh, finally, uh, let me just reveal, let me kick him in the ribs a couple times. <clears throat> Andrew Jupin. Yo! <laughs> no, uh, you will realize today is Thursday and not Monday. That is because we're kind of uh, a bit overworked here at the We Hate Movies podcast and are trying to realize how to do stuff more reasonably and give ourselves an August break, uh, which, you know, we like to do because it's the only time of the year we stop recording. Uh, but the good the good and the bad news for you, uh, good news is we're going to be releasing full episodes, brand new episodes uh, of We Hate Movies on Tuesdays all throughout August, including mm-hmm. our 500th episode. Holy which is gonna, shit. Which is going to knock your fucking socks off. <laughs> So that's and no live apps because we don't have any to drop, uh, FYI, yep. uh, <laughs> which is kind of how we've been doing that the last couple of years. And we don't do some reruns anymore. So yada, yada, yada. That's what we're doing. Uh, so brand new episodes on Tuesdays. Melro 210 will continue throughout the month of July. But now we're doing an alternating schedule uh, on Thursdays. We'll do uh, on and off Melrose Place uh, and Beverly Hills 90210 starting today with Beverly Hills 90210. And Sadly, we will actually be hiatusing this show at the end of July again to sort of give ourselves some room. We also got a tour coming up in late September that we're really, really excited about that we really hope will happen. Um, That's right. But this show will return after that hiatus at some point on Patreon. None of those details are uh, are actually uh, sorted out yet. However, we do know that you guys love this show. The support has been awesome. This has been so much fun. We have to continue this somehow, but that has not been figured out. But it will return on Patreon for sure. But all throughout July, you can expect a brand new episode on Thursday. One week, it's going to be Bill 90210. One week, it'll be uh, Ma- uh, Melrose Place. So how does that sound, guys? Is that okay? Oh, that sounds great to me. Okay. Oh, you were asking the folks. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> well, wait, they wait. better be cool with it because otherwise, I mean, you know. Gosh. I don't know what to tell you. Quiet down. Let's let them have a chance to speak. Yeah, it's true. Okay. Could could you could you take the gun Chris. from my temple, please? <laughs> no. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck it. Let's get in it, into it. Uh, we are talking about East Side Story, a nine hundred two one zero episode that is completely ponderous. It aired originally on Valentine's Day, February fourteenth. Nineteen ninety one. Wait, wait, wait. Was that the sound of Valentine's Day? <laughs> Valentine's Day. Oh, man, Cupid got old. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't smoke 
kids. Ah, Cupid. These are just normal arrows now. Yeah, I just mm. shoot them in the heart and they he, die. Yeah, he didn't come down on a cloud. He came down on a cloud of smoke. <laughs> Car uh, exhaust. Yeah. It is your standard 90210 horse shit where Brandon falls in love with a girl and everyone has to eat shit, and I cannot stand it. Including <laughs> her. Yeah, yes. oh, she eats a fucking boatload of shit, dude. Like fucking Biff Tannen. <laughs> and all these and all these women, it's always like, oh, I'm gonna remember you forever. Next week, whip. Yeah. No it's, longer. Who cares? Who gives a shit? At some point, Brenda gives him a little shit. She's like, you know, you've been fawning over Carla this whole week, and you know, uh I, I, I no, she says something like to the effect of like, ever since you got to Beverly Hills, it's you keep falling in love with these these women that are your one true love, and then you forget about them. And I'm like, fucking finally! Yeah, dude, I could have used this uh, telling off a few weeks back, Brenda. It is fantastic. We start with Brandon just sort of bike riding a bit. This was interesting because this was one of the things we were possibly, uh, well, we were like pondering uh, a few weeks ago because there was the episode where he is busted for drunk driving and he loses loses his license for a period of time. And then we were criticizing the show because the very next episode, he is driving again. Now, he does drive in this episode also. <laughs> yes. But I was like, I was just thinking, like, you could have just taken this right here, this scene of him riding the bike and put it in that other episode. It doesn't have anything to do with anything for the episode itself, you know. It's yeah. A- it's a it's a super duper Garden State ass opening. <laughs> there's this like wistful like acoustic music going on. He's just like looking at the houses on his block. It's really stupid. And I just like <laughs> other than like him like us confirming that he's on a bike now. I, I I don't know why it's here. No, it's useless. I mean, it's just sort of like this is how we decided. Maybe they realized they didn't have enough uh, uh, time to fill this week, so they're yeah. like, oh shit. It's a slice of life. It's like, this is what kids do in the suburbs. They ride bicycles or whatever. They look at houses. <laughs> well, it's also like a way that you can contrast later in the episode when he drives Carla back to East L.A. Because uh, they're, again, you know, he's looking at things on the street and, you know, ignorantly noticing how different they are and doesn't understand why. But so it's just like to call back to, you know, this opening shot where he's riding his bike and looking at stuff on the street. And it's like, oh, look at all these rich white people in these houses. La, la, la. Not not a day laborer in sight, except for all of them working on these houses. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, we'll get into that fucking, what he has to be explained. Give me a break. Uh, He gets to his house and there's some, uh, because I know Chris Cabin loves the Nationals. There's a secret meeting in the basement of his <laughs> brain. <laughs> no, there's a secret meeting. It is uh, in the in the living room. It's uh, Jim Walsh uh, and Cindy and Anna and some dude. And he goes upstairs. He's like, "What the hell's going on, Bren? Are they firing Anna?" <laughs> oh, that's right. He's like, "Oh." <laughs> They're talking with Anna and another man. She must be getting hosed right now. <laughs> I've got a speech to make to Dad. <laughs> One too many mystery meat enchiladas, huh, Bryn? <laughs> oh, man, the mystery meat comment. Uh, and she's like, oh, I'm so excited. We're throwing a party in a couple of days for Chick Schneider, the legendary designer. And he's like, Chick Schneider. <laughs> Chick Schneider. Bikini uh, King of Santa Cruz. I needed a Chick Schneider episode. Is this a real guy? No, I don't no, think no. so. No, but it's funny because that name, like Chick Schneider, it sounds like if you were watching, like, there's a couple of these on Amazon Prime, like really cheap ass garbage television documentaries about the Marx Brothers. And, like, you'd come across one, and it was like, oh, and then in, you know, 1913, Groucho and Harpo met Chick Schneider <laughs> on Broadway, yeah. you know, doing comedy or something. like. It's just, it's such a weird old show business I, name. There's a weird Cindy, I think, says. It, it, his other name is C.S. Schneider. <laughs> oh. I'm like, what? that's a Robux-ass name. What, what the fuck? Like, just say yeah, Chick. Yeah, dude. Cat shit Snyder. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, oh, he's the, the bikini king of Santa Cruz. And he's got all this beachwear, and he's they're gonna they're gonna throw a, a party in our shitty house. I mean, not a shitty house; it's a nice house, but like I don't know, there's other places to throw this party, anyways. Uh, but he's gonna give us all free clothes, really cool. And then they get called down, and uh, Cindy and Jim explain that this guy is Richard. Uh, he is Anna's cousin or uncle or some cousin. I think it's a cousin, yeah. Richard who, Rodriguez, who uh, is introducing them to. Uh, there'll be. Uh, having a woman, uh, this girl Carla, having using their address as a fake 
address so that she can get into school because she got into trouble in East LA. What with the gangs and the drugs. Yeah, there is a fucking, there is a line to beat the band right here in this scene where they're like, oh, when they introduce Richard to the kids, they're like, uh, you know, oh, you're Anna's cousin. Oh, uh, it's, it's, Richard says something about like, oh, yeah, Anna's terrific or something <laughs> like that. And Brandon goes, we think she's terrific, too. Isn't that right, Mom? <laughs> like, right in front of everybody. It's like, holy shit, kid. Come on. Well, the big problem with this is, like, don't tell the kids anything. Just use the address. Don't introduce them to Richard. Don't don't yep. even make a thing about this. You because... don't need to know. Yeah, you're totally right, dude. Like, they don't need to know a fucking single thing about it. And well, the only loophole I can find in that plan of not telling them is Andrea Zuckerman does see the address on this new student's form at, at this register's right. office. What is she nosing around for? But then her <laughs> nosing around would be ex- would help expose this girl, which might actually be a problem with a fucking police case, which would be great to see Andrea Zuckerman getting her just desserts. <laughs> By yep. getting this woman murdered. Yeah. Yep, totally, dude. The blood is on her hands because she was fucking sticking her nose where it didn't belong in the office. Exactly. And then they find out that she's not registered correctly either. And then she's just shit canned right out of here. Well, she, you, she does get to that. She talks yeah. about, like, I could be outed as well. Well, there's this, like, secret network, like, fucking the diary of Anne Frank of all of these people going to West Beverly <laughs> that shouldn't be going to West Beverly. And they have to, like, sleep in people's fucking cabinets and shit yeah. i do not understand <laughs> what is so great about this high school that is the tone jim and K- and cindy uh, walsh give to the kids like they're hiding people in the fucking attic it's crazy <laughs> I, mean, I i was surprised jim didn't say okay uh, brandon brenda this is agent rich i mean Rich cousin cousin richard cousin I thought it was going to turn out to be a thing where Carla, like, you know, was undocumented or something. That would have made a lot more sense. Yeah. Well, that's, well, since we already kind of get let the cat out of the bag, this whole episode has this air of mystery, which is useless. And then at the end, you find out that she's actually just a murder witness. She doesn't even live. She lives in Pomona. And she saw this this kingpin involved in some murder. And she has to she had to testify. And they moved her to L.A. to hide her to keep her safe. Also, the police could just go to the high school and be like, yo, can we just put, can we stash this girl here? Is that going to be okay? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? But, or unless the fucking the kingpin has his tentacles but, everywhere and the only people they can trust is Jim and Cindy Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, remember, this is a, a show about high school kids. Thank you. Talking yeah. to each other and relating and maybe making out a little bit. And no, the mafia is involved now. Yeah, it's, it's like she witnessed a drive-by shooting where, like, a little boy... She, it's actually it was a amazing. Gruesome, it's so it's funny. It's a gruesome line. She's like, yeah, these dudes drove by this house. I watched them drive by three times, and then they drove by shooting, and I saw a bullet ricochet and hit a four-year-old in the face. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, so, Jesus like, all his brains Christ. fell out. Now, now listen to Steve Sanders complain about the scrambled eggs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Jesus it Christ. Is, it is such a nothing because like the the whole thing is like she can't tell him something you don't know what's up with this guy with Rich named Richard. It's two or three or four scenes, and then at the end it's just like I have to go. My planet needs me. There's a big fucking shootout. Bye. <laughs> so they agree. We go to West Beverly. David Silver is in oh, this episode quite a bit, which I appreciate. He's getting some play, but it's kind of a funny thing. Um, just like I'm trying to think of like the track record of. The last few, I mean, so when did he take over uh, the the uh, radio station gig at this point? At, least, we have a, at least two or three or four episodes ago. Uh, okay, so, and we haven't, like, seen a ton of him, really. No. Uh, you know, over the course of those episodes. But it's like every time you see him, really, like... He's like fucking Mr. Senior Love Daddy, dude. Like, he's not leaving that radio station. Yeah. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson and Do the Right Things character. Uh, But (laughs) I'm just like, will this kid be let out? And if he is let out, can he do something other than take photographs of women through windows? (laughs) Eventually. But right now, we're just making prank calls to MC Hammer. Well, I don't even know if it's a prank call. He's trying to get in touch with MC Hammer. He wants MC Hammer to play the prom. Exactly. Yep. As as Steve Sanders or no Scott tells him, 
Scott tells Steve Sanders what the deal is. That's I couldn't how we believe know about it. Scott has a line in this episode. <laughs> yeah, well, it's the best because Scott, like, they, they, uh, David makes this phone call, yada yada, and like, he's like, "Can I talk to MC Hammer?" And it's on the air, and it's like a back and forth. The secretary she hangs up on him, and then like Steve goes, "Hey Sam, Sam," and then Scott's like. What? Oh yeah. Oh, the that's Sam humiliating. The Scott mix up, and then he's like, "It's actually Scott, Steve." And he's like, "Yeah, shut. Whatever. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> what is going on with MC Hammer?" He's like, "Well, he wants him to play the prom." Oh, we all know it's not going to happen, but that's David for you, dude. It's actually kind of a great Scott line right here because he goes, "I know." Because Steve's like, "That's never going to happen," and he goes, "I know that." MC Hammer knows that, <laughs> but David doesn't know that. <laughs> And Debbie Gibson doesn't know it either. Debbie. What are we doing with that? <laughs> I will say this episode has, because now like Dylan is back. Dylan! Uh, I, don't, I don't know where he's been. It's, he's been surfing, apparently. It is. This episode for, for feels. For months. He's been months <laughs> surfing. Even though this episode's batshit and weird and stupid and bad, it is a regular-ish episode. Because the gang is just a gang of kids hanging out. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like Steve... All of a sudden, Steve is not a racist and just Brandon's very good friend, which is good. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donna and Kelly are all around. There is this. I do love this like Z plot, which isn't even a plot, which is like Dylan's wandering eye because Carla shows up <laughs> and she's walking. I, I think uh, she, she walks into the school and Dylan like totally like Brenda's talking to her, him about like chick shit or this and that. And he's just like. Uh huh. Uh huh. Oh, hey. He like kind of like <laughs> yeah. totally craves his neck. Like, come on, dude. Both both him and Steve's victim dar goes off, and they <laughs> fucking follow the fucking noise. Uh, she walks into uh Andrea Zuckerman's office looking for directions. She meets Brandon, and he's like, "Oh, you're Carla. You're welcome." <laughs> <laughs> and she's like, "What?" He's like, "You know what I'm talking about." It's oh, like, uh, Carla, you're from the wrong side of the. I mean, hi. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. This whole like address thing. It feels like Brandon f- thinks that gives him like power over it her. It absolutely does. Well, because he's doing her a favor, dude. And that's like, the way he sees it. She's, he's like, "Oh, I'm looking for whatever building." Is like, "Oh, I'll walk, I'm walking that way anyway." So, how's it going? So, you want to date me? You want to stay in my house? You got an SMID. Yeah. Mm. I bet they don't got buildings in East LA. <laughs> hey, Carla, you getting ready to get married or what? I mean, he's not really into it until he learns that she's Red Pygmalion. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. what really does it is that he finds out she's smart. So now she's worthy of fucking Brandon Walsh, the scumbag. <laughs> <laughs> and he gets really, really invested. Like his emotions are all like super hot or super cold. And it's just ridiculous. And his clinginess. It is a lot. And he, we got to have this like little montage of her being smart in class and Brandon falling in love. It reminded me of that Simpsons thing of like Bart Simpson, Bart Simpson, <laughs> Bart Simpson. You have the right answer all day. Could you please stop raising your hand? <laughs> Just rewatch that one recently. Uh, but yeah, it's great because like he, she tells him like, oh, yeah, I he's like, what? so what classes are you taking? And she's like uh, French, whatever lit uh, and technology or something. And he's like, weird, basically all of my classes. And then it's like, yeah, it's her being like, speaking very well in French. Mm. Uh, then, yeah, she's participating in some English lit convo. And then she's like, what is the deal with the computer lab? Like, because Brandon and Scott are like, She invents Holy the internet, shit. I'm yeah. pretty sure. <laughs> she had some correspondence with Al Gore. <laughs> she's working on a fucking flux capacitor in there. It's insane. And in all these shots, there's shots of, of Brandon, like, looking on admirably, thinking in his head, she'd make a great senator's wife. <laughs> well, you know, Senator Brandon. Senator Brandon. Brandon. Maybe she is making a flux capacitor to prevent that murder. And Brandon <laughs> is like the biff, like, someday you'll be my wife. <laughs> Seriously, you may as well be yelling at her in the street like that. Lorraine! <laughs> <laughs> you gotta keep your, your stupid uncle out of here, Lorraine! <laughs> Two Montezes with the same gun. <laughs> uh, but she, they're walking back, and he's like, wow, you're really smart. You'll probably get a scholarship for sure to whatever college you want. And she's obviously offended. She's like, I don't need, why do you think I need a scholarship? I can probably afford my own way, yada, yada, all this shit. And he's like, whoa, 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 hold the fuck on. I was talking about financial aid, something everybody needs, including me. And I'm like, you little turd, you're fucking getting a free ride wherever you want to go, you piece of shit. 
You're not, you're not, you're not, Brandon Walsh does not have student loans, I'll tell you that much. Probably not, but I feel like that comment was innocent enough. It's his, it's his reaction that's over the top. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Yeah, and so they kind of don't hit it off, and he's like, why do you come by my job? And she's like, you have a job? He's like, yeah, big fucking surprise, white. <laughs> a white guy with a job? And yeah, she's like, I, don't I know. fucking work, bitch. <laughs> now date me. I'm, I'm wooing you, you whore. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I think he got the wrong information from the negging packet. Like, the packet, like, you know, you want to neg someone a little bit, you go a little bit like, oh, you know, I'm not even that interested. That's kind of negging. But really fighting them on their core values all the time. Way to speak French, you beautiful fucking idiot. (laughs) So she's like, wow, I'm impressed. I will go to the peach pit and see all your friends. (laughs) Yeah, you fucking better. (laughs) Like, this girl's is going through enough. That's an, another thing. It's just like, I don't, you know, unless this um, drive-by shooter has moles in every high school, like, what is it going to be the big deal to let people in on this? Exactly. I just, again, like, or at least the administration to be like, hey, look, this is this girl. She just needs a place to go. No questions asked, right? Cool. Yeah. And then That's guess it. what? You can circumvent, yeah, circumvent the whole Walsh family so she never gets entangled into this thing. Yeah, the, the whole thing doesn't make any sense because, like, what they describe the two guys as is like two scumbags who just, like, shot at a, a house and it ricocheted and killed the kid. Yeah. They're acting like it's Catherine Zeta Jones' husband from traffic. <laughs> and he's well, got, the, like, no, a but sprawling there's... fucking thing. <laughs> no, well, she, t- I mean, I don't, you know. I don't think it's supposed to be fucking Pablo Escobar or anything, but like there is some line, you know, about like, cause she's like, Oh, have you ever heard of so-and-so and Brandon's like, Oh, you know, when she's coming clean at the end of the episode, he's like, you know, no, why should, you know, is he famous or something like that? And she's like, well, actually he's this very powerful gang member, like whatever the, the position of criminality this guy has or whatever. So like he is, someone of note like maybe like a lesser i was picturing kind of like a lesser level gus fring kind of thing or something i'm thinking a lieutenant maybe at best i was thinking el chapo begins (laughs) uh we go to el chapo remember el chapo had to find the blue rose on that mountain (laughs) yeah oh totally that was crazy and he burned down that guy's house rub rub your chest el chapo your arms will take care of themselves Yes, figure out how my name is Ra's al Ghul. <laughs> oh, yes, I remember El, Sha- El Chapo, another <laughs> member of the League of Shadows. <laughs> he loved being in the League of Shadows because he loved digging tunnels. <laughs> um, we go- blue, by the way, that blue flower was uh, Poppy. <laughs> oh, sure, dude. Yeah, you get a little like metal and crush that shit up. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. We, get, uh, we get to the peach pit- uh, Oh man, Can Joe I just E. Say- Tata's fucking creditors get another get get some get some fucking down payment. Thank God he had work this week. I, I Poor love Nat. That when when Brandon introduces Nat to Carla, he's he's like, "Here's Nat. He's ugly." Mm-hmm. No, that's Steve Sanders. It's everyone oh. standing around and, and Nat, they're like, "And this is Nat, lovable Nat." And he's like, "Yeah, he's ugly, but he sure doesn't make a good buy." <laughs> yeah, t- I was like, "Are you kidding me?" I'd be like, "You know what, you fucking." Be mulleted rapist. Get out of here. You what? You know what, uh, Carla? You'll, yeah, hi, this is Nat. Yeah, uh, uh, the ugly one. Yes, hi. Uh, you know, your friend here was in with a single mother last week. Yeah. And the week yep. before that, he was in here with my masseuse about to get it on. Yeah, Brandon, whenever he's like, get, gets any romantic entanglement, he's like, I have to save them from their stupid life. Exactly. Like, as opposed to just understanding what their life is, he'd be like, wow, any way I could help possibly if you ask me, I'll do my best. Or uh, I don't know. Maybe you don't have to change anyone's life, man. Maybe you're a fucking seventeen-year-old kid, and all you want is a hand job at the movies. <laughs> exactly. uh-huh. Okay, you know, like, can we just stop with the white knight shit? Uh, the the net part, I do think, like the movie. Oh, like, you mean ugly net? Sorry, ugly. we gotta call him ugly net so we just don't confuse him with other the nats out there. He's ugly net. Welcome to ugly. <laughs> we're changing the pits to ugly nets. It's also now becoming a really scuzzy biker bar instead of a quaint <laughs> diner. Yeah. But, like, the move is, like, oh, this is Nat. Yeah, he's a little older, but he's our friend. Or, like, oh, you know, don't let the grease stain bother you. He makes a great pie. Ah, he's ugly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, don't don't worry about the smell, neither. Oh, I get it. I get it. It's my big ears, isn't it, kids? (laughs) Yeah, well, children, I can't help that. 
Uh, but yeah, so like she's enjoyed the peach pit, and everyone is uh, placing orders in this Chick Schneider catalog, going ape shit about it. I was I was really thinking, and it doesn't happen. It's actually nice that like something nice happens to all the kids. But like I was anticipating, it was like oh. Donna or Brenda, like after I told you that Chick Schneider was gonna like give us all this free shit from the catalog, yeah, that didn't happen anymore. You can't have any of that stuff, and then all of them would be mad at Brenda. That would make sense. I mean, for getting be, their hopes up or something, yeah, you know, it would, it would make sense. It's like, uh, kids, I meant like for you. Now you just like f- fucking thousand units on your list. Well, here. Yeah, exactly. Like, cause because even at the pitch, the peach pit, like they're looking through the catalog and whatever, and Brandon's like. Oh, hey, Brenda, you think Carla could get in on some of that free merch? And she, she's like, oh, definitely. And then, like, Dylan's getting a fucking shirt. And yeah. they're all getting jackets. And I was like, this is way too much. You're abusing Chick Schneider's generosity. Well, that's, that's the big surprise of the episode. They said Chick Schneider turns out to be kind of a mensch. Yeah, he's a, yeah, he's a really nice yeah, guy. Well, ex- except for his um, factories in Mexico, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Well, hey, and you also, know what, Eric? Chick Schneider didn't invent capitalism, man. That's not his that's problem. That's true. You're, you're right. Hate, hate the game, not the player. I, I, I want to see Brandon's reporting on this also. He's, <laughs> yeah, he has the, these facts right ready to go. The big I, fucking cover story. I do love, uh, yeah, they're, they're all going through. You, you imagine Steve being like, hey, hey, Nat, you think they got a fucking face mask in here, you ugly fuck? Yeah, look at this. Look, it's a it's a neon pink face mask, you ugly fuck. <laughs> Refill my fucking soda, you ugly piece of shit. And how about some more cold eggs, you sack of shit? <laughs> this is the series finale. They all come in with a a, a a bucket full of money and say, Nat, we got your money so you could change your ugly fucking face. <laughs> we don't want to look at it anymore, and you can look beautiful finally because you're so fucking ugly right Man. now. It would be great if like the kids like rolled up Bars of soap and towels and beat now. <laughs> this is for all that free pie, scumbag. Uh, giving him a soap party. I enjoy that image. <laughs> but this is actually a little uh, 902 no history here. This is like the kids finally just all hanging out using the Peach Pit as a hangout, which you'll see a lot. I mean, because we haven't seen it yet, right? It's only been like Steve showing up occasionally to talk to Brandon or whatever, but like now Dylan everyone's... coming in through the back door. You exactly. Know? It's you got, mostly you... been Brandon, Nat, and like the ghosts of Christmas past. <laughs> <have been laughs> <in this thing. laughs> oh, Mr. Whatever his name is. Damzel. Mr. Damzel, yes. It's all the fucking uh, people in the diner in that Twilight Zone episode where the dude running the diner is the alien they're yes. all looking for. Like, that is what I will always picture at the Peach Pit. I actually have to say, it's kind of shocking. That people like Donna Martin and Kelly Taylor will fucking agree to hang out at a counter diner situation like this. Yeah, I guess it's like kitschy and fun for them, possibly. Does it ever get a facelift at all in the show? No, it's. I mean, look, I mean, I think it does look better. Like it gets a little pinker. I feel. Well, I think Fifties Americana is very in in L.A. right now because of the Melrose Place opening. Didn't they have Johnny Rockets in it or something? It's uh, yeah. That's Johnny Rockets is all over that show. So whatever. Uh, she actually catches the eye of two bus boys who are Latino, and she's like feeling bad, and then like. Uh, Brandon is driving her home, and he's like, wow, this is where Anna uh, lives, this war zone? Oh, God. Fucking cue the pan flute score. <laughs> my dude, God. The wow, musical look, cues are... Look at this fucking war zone that me and my friends will gentrify in a few years. <laughs> <laughs> These will be our starter apartments. It's just yeah. castanets in the background for no reason. I thought you were, for some reason, doing the James Bond theme song there for a second. No, that was like a, dun, a, dun, a dun, Spanish dun, guitar, dun, Mexican yeah. guitar kind of a thing. Oh, Walsh. I see. Well, because what they did, I mean, Kevin, Brandon I think you were Walsh. alluding to it. Yeah. Is like they changed the theme song and like slow it down a little bit, and you've got the like the the clicky like percussion, like yeah. tick, tick, you know what the, I mean. The castanets come when uh, he gets to her house and Richard is there. Yes, that's but, exactly what it is. But the pan flute is when he's driving in and seeing the day laborers. Oh, yes. and it's oh, awful. okay. And I just like bolted right up. I'm like, holy fuck, racist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. He's these day laborers. Like, where are those guys going? And she's like, well, they're going home. They worked all day. Where did they work? It's like, I don't know. Have you, you've lived in Los Angeles for like six months now, right? Dude, watch TV or something. Yes, exactly. How about turn, yeah, like turn on the local news, man. Uh, I don't know. Or just like, don't be such a bonehead. 
Uh, and she's like, yeah, that's who's working in all your friends' houses. Like, oh, wow. And he drops her off. And he, he's flirting with her, but also, like, negging the shit out of her. And then Richard kind of gives her a dirty look as she gets in the house. He's like, ooh, what's that about? Oh, he's a fucking secret agent, I guess. Oh. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, we go back, and uh, Brandon's singing the praises to uh, Carla to Anna. And, like, Anna's, like, all over this episode of, like, she's not always in a part of this family. Absolutely no. not. Real, real quick, got to pump the brakes for a second, because to add on to Brandon's gross ignorance here, like, one of the things that he basically says to her when he's dropping her off is that her notions of racism and class inequality are in her head. Yes. Holy tits. This kid sucks. Because he's like, oh, you know, I, don't, I just don't see it. I'm like, yeah, because you're fucking naive. <laughs> you're white. I mean, you're, you're not experiencing any of that. Of course no, not. No, I can see everything that's going on from up on my tower. <laughs> Look, I'm from... The middle of the country. That's real America, Carla. <laughs> Your American experience is unlike mine, therefore invalid. <laughs> and, and listen, we, you've got your problems. What you saw a drive-by shooting, and uh, you're, everyone is working uh, for mess, less than medium, minimum wage. Cool. I ordered from this Chick Schneider catalog, and it came in the wrong size. <laughs> Fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Everyone has problems, Carla. Yeah, like, for instance, I drove drunk, crashed a car, totaled it, and there were no fucking repercussions. I didn't get a thank you note after I did it. You believe it? Not even a thank you note from the officer in charge? You know what kind of hell I have to go through? Sometimes I get fries and they're not really hot. Carla, do you ever go to a drive-thru and order fries, and when they get in the bag, it's onion rings? Yeah. That's injustice, Carla. Yeah, it's res it's reverse racism, Carla. <laughs> I got soggy onion rings. <laughs> it's reverse racism when David Silver can't even get a call in to MC Hammer, Carla. <laughs> We've all got problems. Yeah, I forget. Is Michael Douglas's character in Falling Down also named Brandon Walsh? <laughs> I think that dude's a fucking teacher at West Beverly, man. <laughs> defense. What does uh, he do for a job in that movie? He, he was a defense be... guy. Yeah, part of oh. and shit, I think. Oh, okay. And then he got yeah, laid off. Yeah. Right, right, right. Where, wait, where has he been eating his lunches? <laughs> Killer. Give it to me. Give it to me. Give it to me. What's this doing in there? <laughs> He's Man, a that Vietnam movie sucks. jungle boots. <laughs> anyway, Jesus, that guy's that... Char his character's terrible. Yeah, oh God, that uh, movie, woof. R.I.P. Joel Schumacher, by the way. Yeah. Um, oh, right, right, R.I.P., damn. But um, whatever, uh, we kind of go on. Brandon's kind of singing the praises to Anna, and Anna's like a little bit like uncomfortable, but clearly she doesn't want to upset the Prince Walsh boy. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. little, little Lord Fauntleroy, I could have you fired, Anna. Have her suck my dick right now. <laughs> I want it, Anna. Anna, you owe it to me. <laughs> the, the, the part where he's just like, Anna, Anna, why doesn't Carla come with you to work so that I could drive her to school? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's like, I don't know. What do you fuck, dude? Ask Carla. Don't ask me. But this is like the sister fucking thing, right? Like, no, Carla's part. She uses the address. She's my sister. She watches me bathe and we <laughs> That's... flirt talk in the morning. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and they do that in this episode. Brenda is like, oh, it looks like you got a boner there for Carla. And <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> instead, of, Well, actually, I'm sorry. Instead of doing that, she uh, says, uh, you've got that... Uh, Come on, baby, light my fire. And yes. I'm like, what are you, 45 years old? You're <laughs> quoting the doors? Yeah, no thanks. You should be quoting that terrible band at any age. <laughs> Holy shit. It's weird, man. The, the, I think Eric's right, though. It's like, oh, it's like my sister, but it's like, okay if she jumps on my boner in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> hey, mom, Ste can Carla sleep over? <laughs> this yeah. could be the key to those whole thing, baby. This could be it. They, uh, whatever, we're moving on, you know, more David Silver nonsense. This is the Scott and Steve scene, uh, blah, blah, blah. We kind of go on to Dylan comes to the peach pit and, you know, he's like, I don't know, man, there's this divide between the two of us, like a cultural divide of some kind. <laughs> uh, and they're like, I don't know, just fucking relax, dude. Either she likes you or she doesn't. What do you want? Well, I don't know. Brenda does has her own little moment here when uh, they're having their talk, and he and she like 
she quotes like Depeche Mode. She's like, people are people, Brandon. <laughs> that's all you need to know. I'm like, no, that's that, that's like not what you need to know. Well, it's a weird thing where she's like, they're having a discussion in the bedroom. Um, and she's like, you know, oh, did you what, like, oh, I think, you know, I think you're falling for Carla yes. or whatever. And he's like, well, whatever, Brenda, do you have a problem with that? Yeah. And it's like this whole thing about like her being like, you know, no, I don't care about fucking you know, mixed race relationships, you know, how could you accuse me of that? Blah, blah, blah. And then like, they're at the same time getting ready for that dinner or whatever. They're like planning the menu or something. And you have a fucking another douche chill, Cindy Walsh line. Right. Oh yeah. Where she's like, so Anna, they, where are the tamales? (laughs) And you're just like, Jesus Christ, you are hopeless. You're all hopeless. Anna, I just, I want to make sure the menu's not too spicy. This is Chick Schneider. I don't want him, like, I don't know, blowing steam out of his ears, you know, Carla, with your crazy food. Do we, do we have enough tortilla chips? What is salsa? Am I going to go to a specialty store for that? Or And sorry, Anna, we can't pay you more for the party. It's it's a day you're working anyway. Yes, you're staying later, but whatever. You're not coming in earlier. Go to the the cops. cops. Oh, and another thing, Anna, since Carla's using our address, I think she could be pressed into service for tonight. Mm -hmm. Hand out some hors d'oeuvres. That's a kind of weird thing. So before this, there's that weird, they go on sort of a date where. Oh, when he he kidnaps her from the bus stop, you mean? (laughs) Yeah, that's what it is. (laughs) He picks her up. She's at a bus stop. And it's sad because Andrea's at the next bus stop over. And she's like, oh, it's Brandon. He's going to. Oh, no. Oh. Dude, that's how you get a huge fucking laugh is like you see his <laughs> his fucking Ford Taurus wagon or whatever drive by another bus stop. And you, you can definitely just see Andrea noticing that it's the two of them in the car. Maybe they're at a red light and they're just <laughs> laughing, having a great time. Sorry, Andrea, you don't look like Marissa Tomei. <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, hey, where, where do you want to go? And she's like, well, do you like to dance? And he's like, kind of, sort of. And they go to this rec center. Ugh. 60% of this episode is this dance sequence, and I can't oh. get over it. <laughs> I was really uncomfortable. I had just eaten two hot dogs for lunch before I... Uh, <laughs> and it's just like, I wanted to throw up. It's like <laughs> The dancing here from Jason Priestley specifically is quite yeah. bad. It's also weird how they intro this scene. Like, she is acting like she's going to take him to like her grandmother's grave or something. <laughs> it's like, it's very... I can't tell you about where we're going to go. But we're gonna go, okay? And it's just, yeah, it's a dance club. It's a dance club, and they're just kind of dancing. It doesn't really come to much. You do. This is a Brandon thing where he doesn't like to dance, and he's bad at dancing, and he is bad at dancing. Is that a character trope that continues or something? I believe so. I think later on, people will be like, "Let's go dancing," and he's like, "I don't dance." <laughs> Jeez, I mean, I'm with you, Brandon, on that one. But you know, <laughs> whatever episode had the David Lynch lady with the blue gloves, he's dancing in that one, and he also has weird legs. That's <laughs> weird legs. Uh, by weird legs, do you mean like short little Jason Priestley legs? Well, like little kicks, like the little. Uh, oh, he's dancing lady. like Elaine. Yeah, oh, he's okay. got a little <laughs> kick thing going on, a little faster than Elaine. But oh shit. He winds up, uh, he drops her off, and again, uh, like, Richard is there, and he's watching them. Do they kiss you here in the car? I I might have looked away. Uh, Yeah, they're they're making out right here. And then this is where they do a sexier Latin flair version of the theme song. Yeah, of course. Uh, And then Richard is, like, looking at us. Yeah. Uh, The next day, Brandon. Best best cut of the episode right here. uh, Please, you go for it. Best bit of editing, I'm sorry to say, uh, is they cut from like that dude Richard being like harumph, he's tongue kissing that girl, to Jim Walsh sitting on the floor doing sit-ups. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was so great. James Eckhouse just having to do real sit-ups for this role. And, Poor bastard. And also there's this weird thing where like Jim and Cindy know what's going on, but they can't tell the kids. Yes, like, of course like, you can. They're like, oh, should we tell them the truth or whatever about Carla? Yes. Yes. Just tell them it's easy. <laughs> yes, it's easy question. I mean, it's it's the best case scenario to get Brandon to back the fuck off a little bit. But it's also a, the best case scenario for the two of them to then go fucking tell Steve Sanders or something. And then the next thing you know, this woman's dead. Yeah, that's true. Those two kids can't keep their fucking mouth shut. 
and Cindy and Jim know it, and that's yeah. why they're they're not talented. Well, the kids the got real, loose lips. What Jim has to do here is kill his entire family. <laughs> Sounds mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. Just totally going a fucking rampage. Why does Herr Eckhouse run amok? Yeah. <laughs> Pull I, up the stepfather. You're in it now, Jim. You're in it now, Jim. You're in it now, Jim. <laughs> I do, or possibly maybe the, the uh, Mr. Uh, whatever this uh, El Chapo sends a fucking death squad to the Walsh house to fucking obliterate all of them. Because now they're in it. That. Now they're oh. fucking with the cartels, man. This is You're not okay. You're totally right, dude. It's like the last fucking 35 minutes of Commando. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if the end of this episode was the Chick Schneider party and then it was being shot up, it would be amazing. Like machine gun fire throughout this party. Mm. Totally. Like paramilitary activity. <laughs> activity on the Walsh <laughs> Exactly. <compound>. Grenades. <laughs> um, and like Brandon's like zippity doodah, really having a big old song about it and really feeling good. And then he sees Carla and he's like, oh, what are you doing? I was going to invite you to the party. Awesome that you're here. She's like, well, I'm working the party. He's like, that is such, and he storms into the other room. Not, doesn't ask Carla like, oh, cool. So you need the money or whatever. You know what I mean? Like yep. whatever it is, you talk to Carla first and just be like, oh, cool. You know, whatever, what you need, what, Whatever, and he goes in and he starts fucking yelling at Cindy Walsh in front of Anna too. This is the thing you take Cindy into another room and have this conversation. I, I, yeah. I'm I'm really shocked he got his high horse into that house. So easily. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't even have to duck, dude. That's how short Jason Priestley is. Well, she's yeah, she's Latina, okay, I get it, but she's not like Anna, okay, you know. She's no hot. offense, Anna, you're lovely and you're a member of our family. We couldn't do anything without you. Whatever else we tell you all the time. <laughs> <laughs> But it's gross that she's doing Anna work, okay? And, like, listen, if you have been, like, dating this girl for a while or something, like, maybe you're like, hey, this is uncomfortable. Mm. But I'm sorry, dude. You kissed this girl one time, and she didn't even really want to go out with you in the first place. Like, she's nothing to you. Exactly. She owes you nothing. Don't be glued to her the entire time. Even if you like her, fucking talk to Dylan or someone. Mingle at this party. Don't make it so fucking weird. And if it's too much for you, go to your fucking room, Brandon. Exactly. He has to be the white knight. He's got to keep doing it every time. Uh, so Cindy's like, hmm, and he's like, well, I'm. You can take me off the guest list. And then uh, Jim Walsh, in one of my favorite scenes, goes up to Brandon's uh, room and is like, listen, getting Sh- Chick Schneider to come here was a major coup for me. You need to hold this shit down. I need you to. For some reason, I need you to be a host of this party, you child. Like if it's, <laughs> I mean, like the thing is, like, okay, Brandon, you know what to do? It here's twenty bucks. Go to the movies. Don't come back till eleven. That's, yeah, exactly. That's like, d- does Chick Schneider demand to see his entire family? Mm-hmm. And it's like, if I don't approve of your do- your daughter and 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 son, there goes the, there goes our business. I'm sorry. It's all, it's all a great question because that was my biggest question mark for this whole episode. Is like, why? Why are they? I I I don't know. Like, maybe I missed a line yeah. or something where they justified why it is they have to have all. And I could also see, you know, it makes more sense almost if it's like. Hey everybody, Dad's big client is coming over for dinner, mm-hmm. and it's just a dinner party where it's like Chick Schneider at a plus one or something like that. But this like massive party, and like they're not even really like talking about you know. There's yeah. there should be some sort of thing where Jim Walsh is like, I want to welcome Chick Schneider and all of you. This is a great partnership. Ooh, a, We're so excited to start or something. A toast like that. would be great, but I feel like the premise is like. This show is written by people way, way older than the cast, way older <laughs> yes. than us. And I feel like it's just a retread of, like, 1950s, 60s television of, like, the boss is coming over for dinner. Yeah, yeah totally. That's absolutely it. And like, Gotta get the beeve out of here. And they do this thing, like, you, if it was, if we didn't know anything else about Chick Schneider, this blow up that Brandon has, like, it's, I don't know how I would go on liking him after this. But, like, they kind of... You sur- they kind of uh, subvert that by you hear Chick Schneider uh, talk about how he'd like to like take a sip of Carla. Yeah, he's like, oh, I'll take, yes. he's like, I'll, I'll take another margarita, love. I'll drink it with you. And it's like, uh, yeah. And like, that's Brandon doesn't hear that, but he acts like he did. Wait a second, Carla, before you go away, give me another margarita. But you're you're underage, right? Oh, good, good. Oh, yeah, I'll have a margarita with you. Well, that, I think that's part of what this party is because it's like. I feel like Jim Walsh was like, I don't know. Oh, God, you know. Yeah, of course, we'll have the party. Just this weird thing. My daughter and her friends are really into your. Oh, oh, they are. Your daughter. Huh? How old are your daughter? It's like, oh, yeah. she's like 17. Or- hey, uh, would your daughter and all of her similarly aged friends <laughs> like a bunch of free bathing suits? 
Only if I can put them in my next catalog. Oh, oh right. There is a fucking weird thing where yeah. like Kelly's like, ooh, take our picture. Chick said he wants us in the next catalog. Oh. And I was like, of course he did. Uh, <laughs> Anna, Anna, this is Jim. Do you have like a niece or something? Chick Schneider needs more young girls at this party. <laughs> oh, just just hold on. I have to make a phone call. Hey, Chick Schneider. Yeah. Epstein, I got a live one. <laughs> I got a live one. Oh, Jesus. Anyone notice who uh, played Chick Schneider? No. no. I was, because it was driving me crazy. It was one of those things where it's like, I've seen this guy in something a million times and I don't know what it was. And I looked it up. He's in The Wedding Singer. You are the worst wedding singer in the world, buddy. Oh, wow, really? <laughs> that's a yeah. great line in that Sir, movie. I will, one more outburst like that, I will strangle you with this microphone wire. Absolutely. It's a, that's a trailer Holy line. shit. That's fucking great. Oh, actually, <laughs> before we get too far away from it, in the, this dinner party, one of the folks on the team helping out here with the catering, there's a dude, you see him a couple of times, but he's most prevalent in, um, he's got the most screen time in the Brandon yelling at Cindy in the kitchen scene. There is a dude off to the side unboxing a bunch of wine that looks exactly like Jeff Foxworthy. <laughs> <laughs> Mustache, yes. mullet, the whole thing. It's great. It's pretty fantastic. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Brandon's playing host here and he's like, oh, what, what would you guys like? Blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, he's been talked to by his dad and he understands that, like, if he... If he if he fucks around, he will need financial aid. So you know what I mean. Like, you got to keep Jim Walsh happy here. Um, yeah, Papa Bear's fucking paying those bills, dude. Yeah, so Chick Schneider is revealed to be a bit of a lech, but not only only Dylan and Steve here, and like, oh, good thing Brandon didn't hear that. And then Brandon is like, oh, hey Anna, could you do me a favor? Could you move some? You're a servant of mine now, right? She's like, yes, I, you have to do whatever I say. Yes, I do. Uh, would you help me with these chairs in my parents' room? She's like, I guess I have to. This is my job. And then he brings her into his bedroom and he closes the door and he's like, yeah. now that it's just the two of us. I'm like, this is not all right. By the way, it's when, really when Chick Schneider, when that's overheard by, by Steve and Dylan, Steve and Dylan need to be on Brandon Lookout now and keeping <laughs> them away from yes. Chick Schneider. But yes, he goes to the room with with uh, the girl here. It's Pilot. kind of a funny thing, though. I mean, it's a horribly wrong-headed move here, and uncomfortable as all get out. But it's fucking hilarious when, like, they get in the room and he closes the door, and she is staring at a Minnesota Vikings poster, and she goes, "Wait, this isn't your parents." It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what gave it away? <laughs> and she's like, "Listen, I can't do this right now." And he's like, "Why not?" Tell me! <laughs> tell me! And she's, like, super uncomfortable. She kind of storms out because she's keeping her dark secret. But she also doesn't want to suck this kid's dick at a party that she's working at. She doesn't want to ask this dude's D, and she doesn't want to be fucking murdered by the <laughs> gang that's chasing her. And she doesn't want to be saved, Brendan, you idiot. Yes, exactly. I mean, and she might have been safer not relocating. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Let the, let the cartels take their take their toll. Uh, she goes downstairs, Brandon's sulking, and then he overhears Chick Schneider being like, ah, well, this is the greatest party I've been to in, in forever. You know, the next line, we're, we're doing something in Mexicali, it's gonna be fantastic. He's like, oh, I hope you're paying them a fair wage. Which is <laughs> like, it's, is... it's right, but it's wrong. It's just sort of like... There's a time be, and a place. You don't have to be an yes. asshole about it. Like, it's not your... It's your, either either you're and you also didn't care about it other than the fact that you want to fuck this one girl. So uh, like if, if Brandon yeah. was really into fucking labor rights and labor disputes, I'd be like, cool, that's his character. I, I happen to have printed out this 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 article from the Economist, and it says that you have been sucking Mexico dry, sir. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? It's like it's to he like, to what end? Like to what end, Brandon, with this telling off of Chick Schneider? Is he gonna be like you know what, Brandon? You're totally right. Let me close down this factory yeah. I just built. I like, mean, what Brandon's, are you doing? His emotions are a roller coaster right now because uh, he he was he found himself attracted to an Hispanic person. So suddenly they're people to him in his eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's true. He's like, would I want to have sex with Anna too? Huh? <laughs> Wait a second. Oh, There's an East LA. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so Chick Schneider is like, ah, yeah, you're probably right, kid. And he's like, actually, like whatever, rolls it off his back. He's like, ah, fuck it. I, I'm not going to make a scene because I don't, he, I, 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 if I fuck it up, I won't get Kelly's number. It's kind of, yeah, <laughs> probably you're right, actually. But it's kind of like this dude all of a sudden turns into Rodney Dangerfield because he's just like, oh, yeah, you're probably right, kid. Well, anyway, let's eat. <laughs> and I was like, let's eat indeed, Chick Schneider. <laughs> hey, Jim, uh, Chick Schneider again. Yeah, uh, I asked for Kelly's number and I got who? Donna? Who is Donna? What's, what's this number? 
That's a phone number flub you never want to have to find yourself in. I said like, the blood, not Donna. Uh, hi, is Kelly there? <laughs> oh, I think I've dialed Donna. <laughs> you know who could get sexually harassed by Chick Schneider? Donna. <laughs> you don't even do a nude scene. What if Donna saw a murder? <laughs> Her own. <laughs> Um, it's the start of fucking D- the original DOA, like Donna oh walking God. into a police station. I'd, le- I'd like to report a murder. My own. <laughs> I'd love it. Uh, whatever. You can tell. You can tell also that the screaming at Chick Schneider and that whole thing it catches the whole party's attention, and you can tell exactly the level of douche chill we're talking about right here because. Chick and Jim, like, move towards the dining room or whatever, and the party kind of follows, but left behind, you just see Luke Perry in the background, and Dylan is making this shocked face of, like, wow, that's really uncomfortable. And I was like, man, if you can rattle Dylan with how awkward something is, that's got to be pretty awkward. (laughs) I mean, maybe he was just shocked at, like, the Chick Schneider's level of jokes, like... uh... Hey, Brendan, uh, your sweater, uh, you come with a free cup of soup? (laughs) (laughs) Um... So whatever, he kind of tries to apologize to his dad, and he's like, sorry, dad, about the whole party. The party goes off pretty much with a big success. He does say, uh, 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 Jim Walsh is like, well, we're just lucky Chick Schneider has such a good sense of humor. I'm like, what does that mean? (laughs) There's one great moment where Jim is, like, looking over the clothes, and he's like, oh, what do they call this, deaf Dope, rad, oh. <laughs> foxy. That's when he's taking the picture, yeah. Oh, oh yeah, that's God, right. I good. got strong American beauty vibes with him and Kelly, by the way. Oh, yeah. Just, <laughs> just, oh, it's just, yeah. It's just him. It's her in a bathtub full of rose petals. <laughs> <laughs> Suddenly, life is fantastic again. <laughs> he's working out in the garage, incessantly <laughs> listening to Jimi Hendrix. Yeah, Steve Sanders is crying over a Nazi plate. <laughs> <laughs> it all fits. <laughs> um, but yeah, he, he's like, hey, dad, sorry about tonight. What is the deal with Anna? I was like, Brandon, I can't tell you. We made promises. And like, that okay, is, whatever. but like, once that happens, though, you don't leave that room until they tell you. <laughs> yes. Because yeah. it's just, I, I'm not going to be able to go to sleep tonight. You got to tell me what's going on. It's like that. It's like anytime someone's like, uh, hey, man, uh, can I talk to you about something tomorrow? And I'm like, no, we got to do this right now. Because now you've ruined the rest of the day. Because <laughs> it's all I'm going to be thinking about. So, Jim, you can't tell me that you and Mom have some secret about this girl that I like and just expect me to go to sleep and forget that. you got to tell me. And so, uh, look, uh, yeah, I know you have to, like, look after this girl for a while because, you know, she witnessed the murder and everything. It's most important that you do not have a gun. It's, uh, <laughs> you know, the most dangerous people in the world are hunting her. Don't have any weaponry in the house. No, no, no. Not needed. So the next day, Anna shows up. He's like, hey, Anna, can I, uh, I want to sp- speak to Carla. And she's like, well, you really kind of can't because things have changed. And he's like, what? And he goes to find Carla. Some, she's at some park for some reason. There's some cookout that's happening. I don't understand what this was. And she explains finally this whole situation about her, you know, her, her, her deal and all this stuff. And it's basically, he's like, wow, I guess I didn't know you at all. Like, no fucking shit, dude. No fucking shit. It's also, though, it's really frustrating, the the switch of this character, because at the beginning of the episode, when you're thinking that it's, you know, this girl that was at a bad high school that is, you know, really excelling in academics, she wants to be a lawyer, you know, but she was just, she was in the wrong school, she's from the wrong neighborhood, we're trying to give her an upper leg here, a leg up, rather, like that kind of a thing, right? So that's, like, how they position the character. And then she's, like... Oh, whoops, just joking. Uh, you know, uh, I uh, actually I live on a fucking college campus. My dad is like the administrator of some college. We all live on the campus, blah, 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 blah. And it's basically saying like, you know, oh, don't worry about like this character that yes. we told you like was, you know, bringing herself up through tough circumstances. No, no, no. They There's no one that could actually oh. do that. Like, she's fine. She's oh. <laughs> rich. That's why she's smart. All the tension that was in the uh, episode, that was bullshit. Well, I'm sorry. All the, the like the tension mystery, it was bullshit. I'm sorry about that. Yep, it's, it's so ridiculous. Some, it's a, ha- a ham-fisted fucking murder plot. 
But like, if you still if you still want to keep the murder thing, that's totally fine. But why does she also have to be rich and the daughter of a fucking college president or whatever? Exactly. It's so dumb. This episode is awful. (laughs) (laughs) It's totally bad, man. Um, So that's kind of and he's like, well, I'll always remember you. And she's like, no, you won't. He's like, no, I won't. Um, We have one. My favorite scene of the fucking episode. End of the episode. We're back at school. Dylan, uh, to keep this thread going, totally clocks some other girl. And Brenda's yeah. like, I saw that. Uh, which is, a, that's a B plot I would like. It's no. like, Dylan's got a wandering eye. Brenda's upset. I want to watch that story. Yeah, no. Totally. Can I, can I ask you guys something? Because you know, obviously this is as far as I've seen of 90210. Sure. Does Dylan do anything else from now on besides <laughs> being Brenda's, like, put-upon boyfriend in, like, <laughs> five-second intervals here and there. He eventually does have a character, a lot of character things, where he does a lot of stuff. But for some reason, this early this early going, they have no idea what to do with this character. It's nuts. It's crazy. It's so crazy to me. I mean, especially because, like, looking back, and, again, I didn't watch this show growing up, but, like, you saw commercials for it, you yeah. know, and yeah. it was the lead-in to Melrose Place and everything. So, like... You know, I, saw, I knew what it was. I saw the ads and everything. And the way that they advertised the show, of, you know, at least when I was watching live television, you know, aware of it, was like it was the Dylan show. Yes. So it's weird going this early and being, you know, understanding now that, like, he was not, you know, Luke Perry in that way early on. I think that's a it's a thing in season two. They sort of start to figure that out just because, like, it stops becoming about the Walsh household and it's about... The high school, and we're spending a lot of time in the high school, and all the ins and outs of Dylan is very prominent. You know what I mean? Which makes a ton yeah. of sense. Andrea and uh, Brandon oh. are, are in the uh, are in the office. I know. I, I love this scene I, I so much. I just I forgot about it, and as soon as you said her name, I was like, "Oh right, there's more to this episode." Oh, uh, God, this is brutal. <laughs> this is so fucking brutal. nuts. It's just it's the te- the two of them. She's complimenting him on some article that he wrote. She's like, you know. Uh, blah blah blah. I didn't even change a comma because there's like an earlier thing where he's like, "Oh, you're always writing me about my fucking spelling errors, whatever." Yeah. And she's like, "You're a great writer." And he's like, "Thanks." And he's like, "You know, uh, this whole experience with Carla just reminds me it's so so much better that things aren't complicated between the two of us because neither of us are romantically attracted to each other." I, I, oh you, man, you, you you kissed me a week ago. No, I didn't. <laughs> you know, you know, Andrea, I think it's pretty great that you're uglier than Nat. And you have a dump truck ass. Anyway. It is so fucking rude. I mean, like, it is one thing to have a platonic friend and be like, it's just great that we're friends. That's okay. But using the words romantically attracted is like, ouch, man. Ouch. Nat, what are you doing here at school? Oh, wait, that's Andrea. <laughs> What I'm t- Sorry, Andrea, I didn't recognize you with your ugly-ass Mr. Magoo glasses. Yeah, Andrea, the thing is, yeah, I'm not romantically interested in you, but I would hit it and quit it. Uh, you know, no romance, but if I could fuck you, I would fuck you. <laughs> Andrea, it's important that you know that I'll never fuck you. Bye. <laughs> Chris, so- he, he says that, but then he wakes up in bed with Nat. He's like, oh, fuck, I thought you were Andrea. <laughs> Brandon, things are going to get a lot more interesting at the Peach Pit. <laughs> I found the pit. <laughs> oh, oh, no, no, no. Yes. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if that's the blackout line because, and, th- and then, like, Andrea, like, he walks away, and Andrea, like, it's kind of amazing that what Gabrielle Carteris, by the way, I just saw her, uh, the only other time I've seen her in anything, she's in Raising Cane for a hot second. Oh, wow. Is she really? Yeah, she's, like, one of the victims. Like, she plays, like, this late. What? Late- She's like some lady that uh, she's uh, she's walking through an empty parking lot after her retirement party. <laughs> she's like a younger woman, like a babysitter or something. And John Lithgow murders her, and she winds up in the trunk of a car, which rules. Is um, that movie uh, good? I've never seen. It's it. terrible. I think. It's I, it's good. I mean, it's ba- it's bad shit. It's Brian De Palma. You'll have a fun time watching it. But it's and it's Lithgow, like, right? It's yes. good Lithgow too. Yeah, I think. It, I mean, I think it's a bad movie, but a lot of fun. Um, uh-huh. But. Anyways, uh, but yeah, yeah uh, but Andrea, like she, she, her neck gets like six inches longer and she goes, yeah, friends or something <laughs> oh like my that. God. It's just, it's one of those like, look at it, Lise. If you put it in slow-mo, you can pinpoint the exact second <laughs> her heart breaks. Like it's awful. This poor girl. And just he goes out of nowhere to fucking off the top rope to kill her. It's amazing. <laughs> Jeez, Andrea, why are you the color of a blood orange? <laughs> My God, Andrea Zuckerman is dead. 
Oh my God, Brandon Walsh off the top rope. Oh, that's just not fair. The yeah. episode was over and he got her with a steel chair, King. Get out of five five bus routes to find out where she lives and inform her mama. <laughs> She's going to be crying at the bus stop tonight. Oh, that poor girl. Uh, what is it? What is the blackout here? Well, the blackout, the, it's fucking dumb as donkey shit. Like, it, like you should have oh, ended God. with with the two of them parting ways in the park. Sure, you know, it's like, that's like by Brandon, br- by Carla credits. Then you have that scene with oh, Andrea. Oh, of course, I forgot it's, about yeah. this. Yes, and then we got to go back out into the hallway, and it's one last time of David trying to call MC Hammer. Yeah, and the joke is the oh, the whole time he's been getting hung up on because he's accidentally calling Debbie Gibson's house. Yeah, okay. What the fuck? I mean, also, all this shit would have made more sense if we had the MC Hammer music and Debbie Gibson music that was originally in the episode. Yes. What does this end with? Shake your love. It probably guess, does, I, or whatever it does. But no, to Eric's point, that makes sense. Like at least you're like weaving it in. Yes, that, that this yeah. is what these kids are listening to, and this is who these kids are. I it's also just weird because I would pay a good hundo for a fucking fucking DVD set that has all the fucking original music because. I want that experience. I want to experience 91 or 92. And you're just taking away from your episode. You're making things not make any sense. Yes. yes. But like, you you just know that like that whole week beforehand, it was like, 90210 this week, special cameo by Debbie Gibson. Exactly. exactly. Totally. Yeah. Uh, but it's just her. It's just her. And she just has like one line. She's like playing with a dog. And it's just like, bye or whatever the fuck she says. She's like, oh, MC Hammer or whatever, and hangs up the phone. And then he calls back and he's like, oh, Debbie Gibson, this is David Silver from West Beverly High. I've been trying to reach you all week. Yeah. And you're just like, Ugh. and I don't understand, like, when he's on the phone with her the first time and he realizes that it's Debbie Gibson, he looks down and there's a Debbie Gibson CD. Mm-hmm. And I was like, what? Is her fucking phone number on the back of the record? Like, I don't. <laughs> yeah. How are you calling these people? Ah, uh, sales are down on your new record, Debbie. Maybe you give them your phone number. All right, <laughs> uh, Debbie, you know who could give you a call if you put your phone number on the back of the CD is Donna. <laughs> Donna and Debbie just gabbing. Hey, Debbie, it's uh, Chick Schneider. <laughs> Throw a party. Bring. <laughs> Bring your nieces. <laughs> yeah, uh, how old are you? 21? That's not going to do. Uh, what do you say to a barbecue on a private island owned by my friend? <laughs> uh, and that's how it ends. That's the blackout. Yeah, it's, it's, Debbie, it's just Debbie Gibson like looking at the camera like, that's the end of the episode, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, so that is it. Any parting shots? And uh, are you excited to do this? Yeah, and uh, yeah, we're excited to keep this going. And I will. I, I very, want to be very clear. This We were... All through July, you will get one episode a week. It's going to be awesome. And uh, sometime in either the late fall or early next year, uh, Melro 2 and 0 will absolutely return on Patreon. 100%. Somehow, Melro 2 and 0 returned. Eric Siska, anything? Um, well, I think this is a, a bad episode of the show because it just drives me up the fucking wall to see Brandon keep making all these stupid fucking decisions and the supporting cast dwindle down to nothing and we get this this fucking hack murder plot. Like, fuck this. <laughs> but I'm excited to continue because you guys keep promising me the fucking sky with this Dylan character and I've yet to see it materialize. Uh, Chris Gavin. I mean, Eric's got it right on the money for the most part. It's an awful, awful episode. And also, I know that this episode we didn't... Jim was the better Walsh in this episode, but you have to remember, he's responsible for all of Brendan's behavior. So really, it doubles up. So Jim still sucks. Well, Cindy's should be at fault a little bit. Sure, as well. I mean, but like we don't get enough with Cindy anyway. Dude, you're talking about King Walsh right now. Tread lightly, (laughs) my friend. Also, Brendan's 17. Some of those choices and things are on him. Uh, Sorry to tell you, Kevin. Hair jupin. Uh, I just want to say that uh, Debbie Gibson was born in Brooklyn, New York, but grew up 
out on Long Island. And that's cool. good to know. <laughs> no, I just I pulled up her Wikipedia page for no reason. Was she uh, was she big? I don't think I, I think I've heard the name, but I don't know what like what's her hit. Shake oh, Your Love she, is a big one. She was yeah. um, Mel Gibson's little sister. <laughs> no, I don't know. I actually I, I don't I'm not too familiar with her. Work. No, yeah, she. I mean, she had yeah. Foolish Beat was a huge uh, song. Like her, she had a big album in like the late '80s um, when she was it. like a teenager. Um, no, I, yeah, this episode was trash. Again, I am just, I am on Dylan watch at all times. Um, it was just, it was, it was interesting to see this show fall flat on its face again, <laughs> uh, in, in such a big, bad way. I mean, this, this was a bad one. Um, but you know, it's the first season of a television show, so that's, uh, to be expected. Uh, just a, a bit of a bummer, you know, but yeah, if I'm, you know, I'm, uh, you know me, I'm down. What am I doing? I'm a, I was a sucker for the peach pit scene just because it reminds me of what, where this show is kind of going or where the show should go. Like the less time spent at the Walsh house, the better, like let's stay in high school, all that shit. Um, yeah. I do think I agree with Eric, this fucking murder subplot is a hack move. A to- like with the capital H it's so brutally bad. Um, and it doesn't, it sounds like a rewrite to me. Like maybe they didn't know what it was. And it was supposed to be something else. And they're like, "Oh, that's not good. How about a murder?" <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I yeah, I really don't know. I just know that it doesn't work. Yeah, I, I think in the writers' room it was like, "No, let's keep this a mystery because we don't know what we're doing here." <laughs> we'll and then they it figured it out at the end. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, all right, we can't eat lunch until we figure it out. Uh, murder sounds good. Also, like it is important to point out, you know, because we just mentioned it at the top. And, you know, like we do with a lot of our television recaps, we just kind of go on and don't really acknowledge it. But the title of this episode is Dumb as Dirt. Oh, yes. Just making an East Side Story. Is everyone paying attention? <laughs> Good Lord. Trash. Uh, Zero out of ten stars. <laughs> yes, it's not very good. Um, so that's it for this week. Uh, we will see you next Thursday when we co- return to Melrose Place for House of God. Uh, oh yeah the, the, the debut of joe we're super excited uh so until next week uh i have been steven sadak andrew jupin eric Siska, chris gavin take it easy remain indoors and wear a fucking mask That was a HeadGum Podcast. Every year, one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts for up to 89% off USPS and UPS services, so your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. It's like your own personal post office. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code program.